Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Second to go. Pass. Touchdown! In a pressure situation, I don't know if I have ever seen anybody be better than Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. Burrow trying to keep it going, gets spun down, gets it away, and incomplete. Do not even have to think about it. Pointing to the ring finger. I feel so happy. I wanted this so bad. I dreamed this, man. I dreamed this, and it's like... It's surreal. Look at this. Look at this, man. This is. I feel amazing. I feel amazing, man. I feel great. Los Angeles Rams, Super Bowl 56 champions with a 23 to 20 come from behind win over the Cincinnati Bengals. Chris Sims, Mike Florio here with you to break it all down. Boom, what Boom. a day it was. What a day. I don't even know what day it is anymore. We don't know what anymore. day it is. We don't know what time, time it is. is. All I know is, all I know is, right. when we pulled up here on the cart, I thought you were going to jump out and run to the smell. Because I smelled something I that I'm some... sure you know. What? It was a day <laughs> full of events. I smelled that smell a lot today. I smelled that smell in, like, the end of the pregame. I was like, is somebody on the field smoking weed? I really started to I smelled that smell in the elevator <laughs> on the way from... Right. Our compound up to the press box. Yes. So uh, anyway, either way, that was awesome. The Super Bowl was Super even Bowl better. was even better, and we both thought the Rams were going to win. But boy, it sure didn't look like the Rams were going to pull it off. It looked like it was going to get away it from did. the Rams early in the second half. It felt like it was getting away from. I almost think that if the Bengals, after the seventy-five yard touchdown pass from Joe Burrow to T. Higgins to start the second half, right? Then they get the interception. Hey, look, it was off. Scoronic's hands yeah. 
It's right, tough. not Matthew Stafford's right, fault. Right, But if they get a touchdown instead of a field goal there, agreed with you. That may that may be the backbreaker that gets the Rams to be more desperate. Right. Maybe gives a Trey Hendrickson a shot to go get Matthew right. Stafford. Let's the Bengals be more like, patient with the run. That was a moment, was moment. That was a moment where they could have taken it. Big time defensive stand by the Rams to hold them the field goal. You're right. That's certainly one of the I think those marquee moments. You look back at the game and go, "There's three or four plays that change things," and that was one of them, without a doubt. I think you said it right, Mike. I mean, early on, I was sitting there going, "Oh man, the Rams look like a." machine burrow and company came out a little off and you just they looked a little nervous you know missed the fourth down conversion which i thought was big and the rams were just rolling early on to where you went oh man it looks like they've cracked the code and the Bengals aren't gonna be able to stop cooper cup and obj and all that but as we both know that was the that was the game changer the game was the obj game and then when he got hurt it became a different game air went out of the balloon instantly Non-contact, knee injury, left and didn't return, had a sleeve all down the leg when he was back on the field in street clothes. Same knee in which he tore the ACL against the Bengals, coincidentally. That's crazy. In the 2020 regular season. We'll see what the diagnosis is, but it looks like it's... Something that is not insignificant for a guy who's just a month away from free agency. Uh, A month away from free agency. A month away from probably giving the Rams a hometown discount and just saying, okay, we'll be an awesome offense and I'll stay here in L.A. Uh, But that's heartbreaking. Nobody ever wants to see that. I don't ever want to see that Super Bowl. I don't want to see it just even selfishly as a viewer. We want to see these teams at their best in this game. And that was a part in the game where, I'm not going to lie, Mike, I was sitting there going, "Uh uh-oh, Matt Stafford's on fire. My dad's record's going to be in trouble today. Uh, I was going, he was 10 for 11. They were rolling. He was seeing the field great, making great decisions. He got hurt. And the totally threw the Rams' ro- offense out of rhythm. Stafford had a hard time attacking. Really what it allowed the Bengals to do, Mike. And I know you were watching from the crowd. I think it allowed them to play an aggressive style of defense. Because now right. they went, wait, all we got to do is stop Cooper Cup. There's nobody else really to be scared of as long as we stop the run. And the Bengals were successful in that, too. Yeah, and the, the, the Rams uh, did not run the ball very well oh, at all. No. They averaged under right. two yards per carry. And it really did feel like everything shifted when OBJ went out. You it could did. just feel it. You could feel you could the feel energy kind of go out of the Rams' sideline. You felt in the stadium. It was, yeah. it was palpable. It, 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 it really was. Yeah. And that's what swung it back toward the Bengals. And the Bengals take a game that was 13-3. They make it 13-10. And then they take the lead to start the second half. And as we said, it felt like the moment where they could have delivered the dagger if they had turned that second Matthew Stafford interception into – a touchdown instead of a field goal. I want to go back to something yeah. you mentioned earlier, right. though. I don't want to spend too much time on this, yeah. but but yeah. opening drive of the game for the Bengals. Right. Fourth and short. Right. I saw a tweet from one of the analytics accounts yes. breaking down right. what was the better decision, and it was like 1.9% better to go for it there. I just think early in the Super Bowl, right. punt them. Punt them deep. Pin them. Right. You, you just pushed them, them backward on their first drive. Right. You came out and established something. Right. Play the field position game for a little bit. Agreed. Don't get cute there. Agreed. And your team's young, and this is a huge environment. And but were, the numbers say 1.9%. Uh, never, the numbers have never been wrong, ever. They're never wrong. And I'm sure even after the fact, people are going to go, well, the numbers say it was the correct decision. I get that. It wasn't, and that was a huge moment of the game. To me, I'm, I'm right with you. To me, I looked at that right now where both offenses were kind of like feeling each other out. Bengals defense had the good stop. All right. 
Now we move the ball, pin them deep in there like you talked about. Instead, they gave the Rams momentum and scored a touchdown scored a on that touchdown drive. And got it going. And, you know, and, Mike, I think you're right. And, two, I don't know if we have that play available, the fourth down conver- or misconversion, because – First off, Joe Burrow, he was flustered a little. Even for Joe Cool, it's a Super Bowl. He was Joe nervous for a few minutes. He had T. Higgins in the flat. I'm sure you saw the replay. I don't know why. He had made up his mind he was going to throw the ball to Chase. Not only did he miss Higgins in the flat, when Collinsworth broke the play down in the replay after the commercial break, they also had the running back on the wrong side. He ran the same route Higgins did after him, which brought that linebacker there to break up the pass. So, you know, again, yes, young team, big moment, and they were a little flustered and didn't execute properly And that's there. the key about going forward on fourth and short. Right. Number one, you better have a play you like. Right. And number two, you better be damn sure you're going to be able to execute it. Yes, sir. That's a big factor in it. It's not rolling dice. It's saying we're taking a path here and we're confident this path is going to get us to where we want to be. And if you aren't sharp in the execution and if the play call just doesn't work against the defense they call, that's it. Yeah, it's done. No. And that was early in the game and a lot changed after yeah. that. But that felt like a missed opportunity. I, I think it's it, one of those five moments we just talked yeah. about early in the show, right? We did like five, you know, five, six moments in every game. You go, man, that was a huge moment. That dictated flow at least for a little bit of the while or at least got a team in rhythm and changed the momentum of the game where it was a stalemate. I definitely look at one of the, uh, that play to be one of those moments. The Rams defensive line ended up with seven sacks, right. five in the third quarter, right. which is a single – a quarter record for the Super Bowl. What did you see change from the way the Bengals were handling the Rams' defensive line early to the second half when they really seemed to wake up? Yeah, I, I think I think the Rams did something that we talked about on the show a lot during the week. Just rush four. We got great front four. Let's keep the extra guy in coverage to help out on Chase and Higgins. But the Bengals protected really well early on. And Burrow got the ball out of his hands quickly. I think at one point it was like he was only holding the ball for an average of 2.5 seconds. But where it changed to me, Mike, was about halfway through the third quarter. The Rams finally said, you know what? Our front four is not just getting there by itself. This play right here, you can see there. They rushed five. They said we're going to take away the, the scrambling lanes from Joe Burrow. Same thing here. Another five-man rush. He had nowhere to be slippery Joe. And then that helped him. This one, four-man rush, but did some movement, stunts, confused the, the Bengals' uh, offensive line and how they passed people. I think that's the thing I I noticed more than anything as far as schematically, Mike. Yeah, and I think as the game went on and the Bengals went ahead. Another five-man rush there. We didn't see any images of Aaron Donald extolling uh, his teammates like we saw against the 49ers. But it felt like Donald knew. Legacy's on the line. Time to step it up. Time to find a higher level. Time to get it done. And there was that play where, right there, when Joe Burrow got twisted up the right leg. Remember, he injured that right leg in the regular season against the Chargers, aggravated it later in the year. That's not the one that he tore the ACL in in November of 2020. But, you know, he gutted his way through it. I think it's going to make a lot of sense to pay attention to what that ultimate injury is. It's it's possible he he played through something that, you know, in any other game he wouldn't have finished the game with. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. It's a Super Bowl. You're right. He could have... You know, sprained, partially torn to PCL. Anything, Who knows? Anything. Who it, knows? It, you're it, right. It, he, got kind of moment, up, he got twisted up very aggressively. I just think in a normal game, you're not coming back from yeah, that. Yeah, it, it looked like a high ankle sprain, so that's scary. We saw Stafford go down. He got the traditional roll, so that's better. It was a game of gutting it out, like to your point, in a lot, in a lot of ways, right? I mean, the Rams in so many ways had the momentum. All of a sudden you went – 
you know, like you said earlier, I'm sitting there going, man, the Bengals got the momentum here. And are the Rams going to be able to do anything moving the ball here? And this is where Stafford ankle got rolled up and Cincinnati was controlling the football game. But it's like the craziest thing ever, Mike. It is the Hollywood team. Like when they needed it, just like the NFC Championship game, all the right people started to step up. You know, you talked about Aaron Donald, Von Miller. You know, he played really well in the second half. And then, I mean, that last drive, Matthew Stafford, I mean, career legacy on the line. Career legacy. Going to get blamed if they lose the game, right? Because he's got two interceptions, even though they weren't egregious. Like you said, one wasn't his fault. Another one was the a first 14. One. He right. just threw up. Right. It didn't cost him anything. It wasn't great. I'm with you. But, man, for Stafford to just hang in there with no run game, no OBJ, Wait, we know Tyler Higby wasn't there. The other tight end, Blanton, was out. He couldn't play. I mean, they were really undermanned. And the fact that he was so tough, strong-willed here, great decisions, a lot of great throws into some tight windows to Cooper Cup, that's why they got Matt Stafford. If Jared Goff's the quarterback, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be a jerk. They're not coming back to win this football game or going to that drive. I know. I like that fourth and one. I like that fourth and one run to Cooper Cup. Huge. I like that a lot. Right? I mean, that was big time. Again, if you're going to go for it in that spot, you better better have have a play you you like. like. You better have a play you like, and you better be able to trust your guys to get it done. No doubt. And the Rams were able to, and that was part of the drive that resulted in the game when you touched them. A little controversy, not much. Trey Hendrickson of the Bengals said, hey, you know, it happens. Calls near the end zone. There was a sense that, you know, are they, and, and look. They were look, letting them play all look, night. I, I know. All of a sudden, the flags start coming out. Yeah. And the, the tenth-foil hot crowd right. will, will say, oh, they, they wanted the Rams to score, so we get one last drive of the Bengals and maybe overtime. Yeah, 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 but, you know, look. You're, I thought you're, they were egregious enough. Well, the, the one, yeah. the one that this one especially the defensive holding, yes, yes. Okay, the the uh, pass interference. Well, now that the Cooper Cup hit, yeah, that was amazing. He held onto that ball, and yeah. that was nullified by a holding penalty. So uh, they they did a do over. There was the interference that gave the Bengals first and goal, or the Rams, excuse me, first yeah. and goal from the one, followed by the fade to Cooper Cup. You had said something earlier about that fade to Cooper Cup, and Matt Casey, our producer, pointed out that Eli Apple right before the snap, cheated to the inside. Like film study would suggest Cooper Cup runs an in or a slant in that setting, not the fade. And he did the, he did the did move the fake and, he, slam and he did the fade out. and there right. was. I, I think so. You know, again, that would be, be interesting to know like what McVay says about that play afterwards. But, you know, I just go back and like you, you and me are the same. We got like a Rolodex of like plays through the year. Cooper Cup's usually not like the jump ball fade guy in the corner of the end zone. He is usually the jitterbug slant, crosses crosses the middle of the field, right? I would bet you that was a tendency breaker. I would bet you that Eli Apple at the last second cheated in because that's probably what he was coached to do. And, of course, Stafford and McVay made the great play. And and you need whatever edge you can get if you're going to go one-on-one against Cooper Cup. No doubt. You've got to take something away. You're in a tough spot. You're in a tough spot. That's right. It's the best receiver in football this year. They left you on an island. You know, they're inches away from scoring a touchdown, running the ball up the middle. So they got extra people on defense trying to stop the run the quarterback sneak that compromises the guys on the edge that was a big deal no doubt about it the flag thing like what's your thoughts just all overall like well, they swallowed the flags all game the whistle right. the flag so so stay that way the rest of the game right it, 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 that's what's annoying it and it like t higgins should have been pass interference on the long touchdown right but they weren't calling him at that point right the one where he got open and jalen ramsey was complaining to the officials after right. his, his face, face mask, mask. Grabbed. yeah yep. yep yeah um it just 
when the season's on the line and that kind of stuff happens, yeah. you're going to have people who say, ha-ha, ha-ha, yeah. Roger grabbed his walkie-talkie. Right. And, you know, look, there's been enough incompetence and enough questions that it's not ridiculous No, well, it's been inconsistent all but, year. But I just don't think that they – I just – I don't think that they – they really don't care. They as much don't as care. Think. No. It's just incompetence. That's incompetence right. Incompetence is the easiest explanation. I had no problem with either Cooper Cup pass interference calls. I didn't. The one he's crossing over the middle. Again, he's making a move on a linebacker. The linebacker put his hand on his chest. He grabs his jersey a little bit as he's going by. And then even as the ball's coming and being delivered in the air, makes contact with him again. And of course, that last one on the little out route was, I thought, even worse, really. It turns our expectations on their head, though, because we would expect the flags to be tucked deeper into the pockets late in yes. a game like that, not no all game long, right. and then all of a sudden it's flag fest. You establish a rhythm, a pattern, a trend, and then it's defied with the championship right. on the line. Cooper Cup was the MVP with eight catches for 92 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Donald could have made a great case for it. He had a no couple doubt. of sacks, plus he made the play then end of the game. Didn't and get a sack, but he didn't get the a sack, play up, right? But he, he destroyed it, and the ball right. came flying out as Joe Burrow got rid of it before he got tackled. Let's hear a little bit from the great Aaron Donald. There it who is. Now has done, there it is. Now, I, I thought that was a fumble at first. I, it's amazing he got rid of that ball. Yeah. So there it is. Aaron Donald says, give me my ring. I want my ring. Let's see him do it. He did it after the win over the 49ers, and he has his ring. Look at that. Look at that. And I don't know how Burrow got rid of it. Not that it matters at that point. It's not like anybody was going to catch it. It was fourth down. Uh, before we go on, it was fourth and one from the 49. Right. That's a 66-yard field goal for yeah. Evan McPherson. Right. I mean, at 66 yards. I, I, I think they did the right thing. Going they for did it. the I right thing. I didn't love thing. the play. That's I didn't right. love the play on third and one, the inside run to Samaj P. Ryan. That's I don't get that. Where you Joe got two Mixon. shots. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, supposedly they use P. Ryan in those situations. They do. But that's a right. Maybe sneak Joe in for that play if you're going to run it. That was kind of odd to me. But I, I don't think you try a 66-yard field goal there. I don't think so either. You know, you're going to get you're going to get crucified for that if the ball you know ends up being five yards short, doesn't even get to the crossbar. Everybody's going to go. Oh, I mean, NFL record, the Super Bowl. They just they wanted to get one, and it's one yard. It's one not yard, 10. exactly right. They wanted to get one more little chunk of yards, five, ten yards, and I think they probably would have been comfortable. McPherson is an incredible psychological experiment. I know Matt Casey, our producer here, I'm on the sideline before the game. He's talking to me, and I mean, he's the most relaxed guy ever, and talking to me so casually and carefree that I'm literally double-checking to make sure it's McPherson because I'm like, <laughs> this guy doesn't him. even care. <laughs> He was, he was, he wanted, I swear he was getting ready to come up on the desk with me and Maria and be like, you guys want me to host a segment with you on the show? He was so relaxed, so cool. Look at him. He is, uh, he's a character. I literally had to give him like, hey, dude, I got to go and like do a TV show. I'll see you later. And he was like, all right, man, cool. I'll see you. Nice it's talking funny. to you. Yeah, and he, he did say he wanted to watch the halftime show. And it's amazing. There he is. But uh, so even with all of his confidence, yes. 66 may have been a yeah, little bit too much, much to ask that's for. So instead they go for it. Aaron Donald Fs the play up right. and nails down the win. Rodney Harrison dropped a bomb during the pregame oh. show as relates to I was going to say, did he say something that I didn't know? Like he, yeah. a real bomb? Like an F-bomb? No, <laughs> no, not that bomb. No, that was Snoop during the halftime show that dropped that. the S-bomb. But I don't know if that made its way out, but we definitely heard it I in heard the it stadium. heard it in the stadium. <laughs> but uh, uh, Rodney dropped a, a, a scoop bomb uh, about Aaron Donald yeah. saying that if the Rams win, Donald possibly will retire. Here's Aaron Donald addressing 
the rumor that he may be calling it a career now that he's finally gotten a Super Bowl win? I'm just I'm just in the moment right now. I'm going to join this with my family. I got my kids. I promised my daughter this when she was five years old. They're playing the confetti. She got to do that today. Was that fun? So um, I'm just in the moment right now. I'm, I'm going to enjoy this with my teammates, um, my family. Um, and I'm just going to be in the moment and, 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 and enjoy this today. For a couple days. How about that? Um, so um, it's a blessing. Well, it's not like he said. It's crazy. I don't know what anyone's talking about. What are you talking about retirement? Get it's the hell out of here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, don't, you don't punt. You don't punt in the moment unless there's a moment yeah. that's coming. Yeah, exactly right. I, you know, Rodney, I think, has had this little nugget really ever since we were in L.A. or with the Rams team last week. And he was, unwaiting, he was kind of waiting to unveil this. But there's been those rumors percolating. I think you've heard them as well. And then for Michelle Tafoya, she even came on and then kind of backed up the same thing Rodney said. So where there's smoke, there's fire. There's certain things. I can understand. I hope he doesn't because he's still the best defensive player in football. And now he's officially like, to me, not, he's, more, he's in the Hall of Fame of the Hall of Fame with Aaron Donald. That's how I would classify it. It's, it's like, yeah, there's the Hall of Fame, but then there's a special wing here of, like, the best of the, the Hall of Fame. The badasses, the Lawrence Taylor wing. Right. Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, Ray Lewis, Jerry Rice, you know, Brady will be there. Like, the elite wing, that's where Aaron Donald is official now, especially the ones, with the ring. The, the ones who should be the only ones in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, we, we both agree that's gotten a little yeah. lax yeah. over the last few years. Uh, 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 I... I it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I'm not going to say anything more about that right now. Aaron Donald. started the show talking about weed, so I don't know where to go <laughs> well, anywhere. I thought that would make you happy. It was. It's part I of the celebration. Was, wasn't expecting hey, if that. You're gonna have, if you're going to have the Super Bowl in L.A., get used to you're it. It's right. legal, they, baby. You better get used I to mean, it. I mean, I smelled it more all week than I ever had in my life. <laughs> I know. Uh, I so, didn't get to blow any in your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Aaron Donald's only 30 years old. I mean, this is like a Jim Brown retirement. It is. Right? Right. Well, and, and walk away before you can't walk anymore. That's what part of it's got to be. I mean, physically, think about the pounding this guy has taken. With two and three people on him all the time, everywhere he goes, pounded, harassed, and dragged, and hit, and punched, and squeezed. And uh, you get to a point where you say, that's it. He gets hit. I'm walking into the Hall of Fame. I'm walking into the real Hall yeah, of Fame. right. Not the front ends, yeah. you know, just to make money. The, the one where the, the, where the best of the yeah. best are. Yeah. And... I, I, how many times was he defensive player there? Three times? Three, maybe four. Was gets his, gets his ring, yeah. walks away. Not good for the Rams. No. Good no. for the rest of the NFC West. Good for your buddy Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm sure he's very happy to hear yeah, yeah, that Aaron Donald may be retired. Get the hell out of here. No, I, it, it will be interesting. And, Mike, I think you, you say some things that are correct. I mean, he plays violent. He really takes care of himself, probably to a point to where he gets tired of being so obsessed and he's obsessive from what I hear. I mean, eating, training, it's all he thinks about. So that can wear on you. I don't care who you are. And I think also something, you know, to, to jump off of what you said, Mike, he's 6'1", 280, right? But it's a, it's a lot of work to be 280 for Aaron Donald. That's what's crazy about him. I think if Aaron Donald just, like, he didn't work out and he took five years off and did nothing, he'd probably be 6'1", 245. And you go, oh, that guy's pretty strong and muscular looking. The rest of it is like he's the Incredible Hulk. 
I mean, he really is. He is constantly squatting, bench pressing. When I saw him last week, he had a huge rubber bands wrapped around his arm with 100-pound dumbbells in each hand before he shook my hand. So it's always worked like that. He was intense. Mike, this is another moment even. Illegal tackle on Burrow out of bounds. The Bengals players threw like two punches, and they didn't call penalties. This is when the flags did not exist in the football game. And then it wasn't long after this where it started to come out a little bit more. Yeah, and there were some Look at screwy that. moments I mean, in, in the, the game. In the regular season, that is definitely a personal foul on Quentin Spain, I believe that was. That after it, the Burrow injury, there was a little push and shove that that triggered a 15-yard penalty on uh, on the Bengals. But, the, the, um, yeah, hey, Mer- look. Kristen, play that playback one more time if you can, that last sack. To me, it's another awesome adjustment. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it just was a cool point where, you know, Raheem Morris, I think you got to give him credit too. Yeah, McVay battled, Stafford battled. Raheem Morris scrapped his game plan to a degree about halfway through the third quarter and went, our four-man rush ain't getting there. They're blocking. Look right here, five-man. They said, no more. We're not going to see Joe Burrow run up the middle for a four-yard gain and get a first down or do any of that. They took away the rush lanes, and they said, okay. They figured out how to got to get two guys on Aaron Donald for the most of the night, the Bengals' offensive line. And I think that's when Raheem just said, screw it. I'm rushing five. Then they can't get two on them. Yeah, I'll have one less in coverage, but I just think we'll overwhelm them. And they did, and I thought that was a great adjustment by him. Matthew Stafford, we talked about him earlier. He had three playoff appearances before this year, yeah. 0 for 3. This year, 4 for 4, four and 0. with victories. 26 for 40, 283 yards, three touchdowns, the two interceptions, the one off of Skoronic's score hands. It, yeah. the, the, the first one, though, that, you're, you're right, it was third and long. Didn't cost them. Kind of like a punt. And it, was, it ended up putting the Bengals on the it, 10. It did. When Vernon Hargraves decided to pull the Sean McVay and run into the end zone. And and that's Sean McVay's move. He doesn't get penalized for it. If you're Vernon Hargraves and you're inactive for the game and you decide to run out oh there, my gosh. then uh, you're, you're going you're gonna to draw the flag. Uh, there's the game winner. Hey, it's Stafford, Stafford the Cup. The throws early like exactly you talked what about. They, look, yeah. I know. Uh, Jared Goff. And there are times where Matthew Stafford, you he know, he do, has his lapses. He could do some dumb but, things. But – He's clearly better than Jared Goff. No doubt. There's no question. That's exactly why they did the trade. Exactly right. He's, he's got a – we saw tonight a guy that, that's that got a mental – like a real mental toughness to him. And I don't know, guys, I'm hearing something in my ear just to We're let you know. We're hearing an interview of Aaron but, Donald. Yeah. That is Aaron Donald. It. it is. Aaron Donald was being interviewed on his way off the field. I have a feeling that was earlier tonight. That was. Anyway. Wait, you know, the other thing I, I do have to say with Stafford, the great throws we showed in that highlight tape – there early on. They were special. They really were. You know, he started off hot. Of course, got out of rhythm. But one thing I'll say again that I said in the pregame show, Matthew Stafford's always been a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He just never had the team. He finally got a team that was on a Super Bowl caliber team that he got to be a quarterback of that team. And here he is year one, did this in a tough night. Bengals played good D. His team's injured and he gutted it out and had the clutchest drive. One of the clutchest drives we've seen in the history of the Super Bowl. I know that a lot of Detroit fans are living vicariously through this, but I think it's depressing because this is what the Lions could have been Yeah, right. if they weren't dysfunctional. They had the guy fall into their laps in 2009. The curse of Bobby Lane was right. finally broken. I remember all those stories because when they traded Bobby Lane, he said, you're going to stink for 50 years. And they went to the same high school. It was perfect. It was a bookend. And here comes Stafford. It's all going to change. And they had decent players. They had Ndamukong Suh. They had Calvin Johnson. 
but it was just a dysfunction that they're still trying to get out of the organization. Yeah. And when you get into a, a place where they know what they're doing and they put a good team together around you, you cannot just be a guy that wins a playoff game. You can be a guy who wins four in one postseason. That's right. You, know, you can win the Super Bowl. You can go through when you're on a good team. You know, you can go through five drives where we got to punt the ball, and I don't have to try to, like, force some stupid throw into a tight window like I was on the Detroit Lions where, yeah, if I don't force throws or make plays with my great right arm, you're not going to win the game. You know, but they wouldn't have won this game without him. That's for sure. And especially once OBJ went down, to me, like you, you mentioned it, the, the wind went out of the stadium. You could feel it there. It definitely went out of the Rams. Uh, I give him a lot of credit. On a night where there was no run game, his offense was banged up, he was tough. He was a leader. And I'm really happy for Matthew Stafford. I really am. I, I just keep going back to – because it's a lot to process. It it's is a lot. It's been a long day. We're it not is. complaining. We're no. not complaining. But it has been a but long day. we've been day. going early. And your brain, your brain, starts, to, <laughs> your well, brain you start... starts to get fried. Yeah. But yeah. I keep going back to – the interception, the second one. Yes. Field goal instead of touchdown. Agreed. Huge moment. Because after that, that's when the Rams' defense started to stiffen up. Yes. That's when they started getting to Burrow. Right. That's when the game got a little sluggish. Right. Started to slow down. I'm with you. Rams get a field goal to make it 20-16, to 16, and it's back and forth and back and forth until they get that drive when they needed it with about five minutes left in the game. But I think if there's a touchdown instead of a field goal on that drive after that pick, the Bengals are the ones smoking the cigars in the locker room right now. It's going to be tough. I, I agree with you. It was a moment of the game where you went, oh, man, they score a touchdown the way the Rams' offense had looked since OBJ had been out. You go, I don't know if they can really go down and score two touchdowns again. I don't know if that's going to be possible. You know, But, man, again, the ability to – Something we said in the pregame show, wipe the slate clean, continue to battle. And something you said, Mike, to me is, is really the thing. I, the Rams defense, they, they realized. They basically went, man, we're not, we're not clicking on offense. OBJ in here, we're going to have to show up and kind of slow down Joe Burrow and company and start dominating. And I think you're spot on. That was really when it changed, and they did dominate from there That's on out. ultimately why I picked them to win. Yeah. Because we saw the Buccaneers do it to Patrick Mahomes last year. Yeah. We saw... The Broncos do it to Cam Newton right. in Super Bowl 50. Right. Every once in a while, we get a reminder how important it is to have a great pass rush. No doubt. And tonight was a reminder of how important it is because without that pass rush, Bengals win that game, yep. possibly by double digits. Fourth Super Bowl in history where the te- one team got sacked 50-plus times in a year and the, uh, the other team had 50 sacks with their defense. And the defense has won Always. all four times, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, it's a, but, you, but you're the, right. Cue the cliche. Cue defense the cliche. But it's one of those that's just an interesting stat uh, either way. But, that but, Rams but you're D-line. right. But you're right. In big yeah. games like that, in big moments I'm like that, D-line. when you have a D-line that can get to the quarterback, yeah. it becomes impossible to run your offense. Right. Let's go ahead and take a break. Yeah. We will continue with uh, – what do we talk about? How about more Super Bowl More talk? football? How Super Bowl 56? When PFT live from Maybe the Super Bowl. Maybe I'll throw Florio in the lake. Something? It's not that far down. Uh, we'll be right back. See if I'm wet or dry. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. It's a hard road to get to the Super Bowl. And uh, our guys represented us the right way. 
and all our fans are proud of them. They made our organization really proud, and we just didn't finish it off, but but really proud of, of this special team. And it's a rare team to get to coach. As a coach, you don't get many of these opportunities, and, and uh, I'll never take this group for granted. Zach Taylor speaking to Catherine Tappen after the loss, and it's unfortunate. We, we do this every year. Both teams are good enough to win, but what a difference between being the victor and being the vanquished. It is. And that's what the Bengals are. Yeah. And for the third time in their history, they get to the Super Bowl and they don't get it done. Uh, and they could have. I think it's harder to come back from feeling like you could have yeah. than we just got outclassed. Yeah, if you, got, if you lost by 20, right, you can get over that and just go, damn, they just beat our butt. They're going to go home tomorrow and feel worse than they're they do be, right They're going to be thinking we could have done this, we yeah. could have done this, this here, this here, this here. Right. We talked about already talked opportunities about where they plays. could have turned it their way. No and, doubt. Uh, you know, the bottom line is I thought in a close game Joe Burrow would be the guy who did what Matthew Stafford did. Yeah, sure. Lead a drive down the field, right. throw a touchdown pass, and get the victory. Between the two. Because Peter King and I talked about this on Friday on PFT Live. He picked the Bengals, and I said, who do you trust if it hinges on Stafford yeah, or Burrow? And he's right. like, well, yeah. Uh, well, Burrow, yeah. we both we both think it was you and me. It's been a long week. It is. We both picked the Rams, but we both agreed that we would trust Burrow. Right. And and Stafford did what we expected to he, see Burrow do. Yeah. But he really didn't get the chance. Once that defensive line woke up, that was it. it Jay, you're right. He didn't really get the chance. It was hard to make magic in the, you know after about halfway through the third quarter. And you know, we really look at their offense. You know, Mixon ran the ball well. You know, they had the big throw down the right sideline to Jamar Chase, right? That was a big play. The first play of the third quarter, the long touchdown pass to T. Higgins. But I think after you get away from those two big passes, you go, it was a lot of short passes. It was a lot of get, at, get the ball out of your hands. It was a lot of we know their pass rush is really good. And they hung in there, but they were just overwhelmed, it felt like. Once we got to about – Two, three minutes left of the third quarter, you were just like, man, it just feels like it's going to break every time. Yeah. The dam is going to break every time. And it almost was like that almost every play. From where I was yeah. in the press box, right. the angle where the seats were behind the burrow throw to chase early. Yeah. That was Woo. throw it up right. and watch Chase, to go guy watch run and chase get it, right? track it down. Right. Single it coverage. And there it is, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw it up there, and I know my guy's gonna go get it. The ball just hung out there, and you could see Chase adjust to it. It was, it was beautiful. It is beautiful. It is, and you said it right, man. That's what he does. I, you know, he, hey, I, I'm not a great quarterback. I played with some great receivers. That's what it, you explained it how it feels sometimes. I'm just gonna throw it to this area, and I know when my guy sees the ball in the air. He's got another gear that the defender won't, and that's where Chase is special. And that was the, the start of J- uh, Jalen Ramsey's rough night right there. Uh, he, had a gr- he had a great year, but this was not his best night, that's for sure. And it's that innate skill of looking back and seeing the ball in the air yep. and knowing where it's going to land, knowing how to get your body there just at the moment that the ball gets right. there, and it's just something that you either have or you don't. That's right. That's You've got right. the physical ability to get there, yeah. but the instinct is something you either have or you don't. Yeah, that's right. The instinct, and then even then, you know, the body control, like you said, you might have the speed to get there, but then the, you have the body control to make a catch like that as someone's kind of really pass interference on your way down. Now Joe Burrow, here we go. First play of the second half. They rush five, and you're going, oh, my gosh, they're going to sack him, and he throws it up. T. Higgins gets it, you know, but this is one of those plays we talked about. It's a huge play. Touchdown, yes. I mean, I think 100 out of 100 times in the regular season, I think that would be pass interference. 
It certainly was a face mask, a pole to the ground. It happened so fast. It did. It It really did. It was like like a a cobra strike. Slow motion, it looked a lot worse. Full speed, that... It's hard to expect the officials to see it's that. It's hard. I, I have, I'm, I'm all for the way they ref the game. I really am. I didn't bother me except the end where it got a little inconsistent, where you just went, well, we haven't called that all game. Why are we calling it now? And, you know, I'm a big proponent of Sky Judge for all purposes, and that's example of one where Sky Judge would have thrown a flag. Sky Judge said, hey. do you really, do you yeah. really, oh, yeah, do you yeah, really right. need yeah. to throw a flag there? Right. Because slow motion, it looked much worse than it was. Because yeah. when I see it full speed, like I said, I didn't think it was that big of a yeah. deal. But it was a rough night for Jalen Ramsey. It was. Jalen Ramsey's not supposed to get manhandled like that. No. He's not supposed to be in a position where someone can grab his face mask and spin his head. He's supposed to be in position to, to keep that play from happening. Yep. So, humbling night for him. Humbling night for him. Still a great player. But, yeah, even on the last drive, right? Tries to undercut the throw to Jamar Chase, and Chase catches it and runs up the sideline. That was on Jalen Ramsey. So that, it was not that, his that's, best that, night. That, that was one of those that moments where you're like, went, uh-oh. Here we go. They're going they're to get the goal range. Are they yeah. going to score a touchdown? You're right. I felt the same way. But it was it was tough going for, for the Bengals. Here's that play right there. Look, Ramsey kind of takes a chance, but doesn't really locate the ball or look back. And, yeah, I'm with you. When that happened, I went, uh-oh, this might be more than a field goal drive. Quick throw over the middle. Boy. When they crossed the 50, yeah. I thought – they're going to score a touchdown, not a field goal. Yeah, and that's when the, that's the, same when the thing. drive petered There's out. There's your play, though. Tackle of the year. Like, Aaron Donald literally be like, roar, you stop <laughs> here and go down. I mean, unbelievable. And then that play right there, messing the play up. It, it really, uh, defense stars Aaron Donald, shut him down. Uh, it was tough. Great they players making great plays and great moments. Yeah. I'll tell you what, a bit, it would have been nice if Jalen Ramsey had jumped that route and caught that ball and returned it for a touchdown. Then the Rams would have covered and they were covered. Yes. So, well, some people are glad that they didn't cover. I know. It. We're not, though. At least we didn't yeah. have any money on it. We just had our pride on yeah, it. Yeah, that's I right. I really thought about picking the Bengals to cover. I didn't have the guts to do it. I know. You um, thought about picking the Bengals even to win the game, I thought, didn't you? I, thought, I really thought about picking them to win the game. Yeah. Good thing you didn't because you thought if it was this type of game, Burrow would find this, a way. This is the kind of game that I thought they'd yeah. win. Yeah, I thought crazy. that if the Rams were right. going to win, it was going to be double digits or thereabouts, that Burrow would find a way to win it. But, but the thing that pushed me in the direction of the Golden Blue was the idea that the defense, the defense was going to overpower That's that right. offensive line and keep Joe Burrow from doing the Joe Burrow things that we've grown accustomed to. No, and that's exactly I, what happened at the end of the day. Hey, one thing we won't be able to say is the Rams didn't earn this. The Rams earned this Super Bowl. Number four seed, lost week 18, heartbreaker. You know, dominate the Cardinals, outplay the Bucks, but almost screw it up. Looking in the you know the barrel of the gun against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, we're down by ten, and the what was it the fourth quarter down by ten at that yep. point, right? Yep. They battle back to do that again tonight, down by seven, battle back when it looked like well, I don't know if they're going to be able to get things going again. Uh, that, that to me is where McVeigh comes in handy. Uh, that's to me when we talk about culture, right? There's there's a belief, a culture, a toughness that we're still going to get it done. And that, that goes to the top, and that's where you got to give McVeigh a lot of credit. And, you know, the retirement rumors we thought we would be deconstructing after the Super Bowl right. arose from McVeigh. Yeah, because right. he said enough this week about yeah. balancing work and family, and there's this sense that he's waiting for a network to make him an offer he can't refuse. I think it was Andrew Marchand of the New York Post who reported today that if McVeigh walks away from the Rams, ESPN would want him for Monday Night Football. That's got it backward. 
He's not going to walk away from the Rams unless somebody comes to him and says, we will pay you as much or more to come be a commentator on Monday Night Football than you're making to coach the Rams. Now, he texted Ian Rappaport of NFL Media yesterday, McVay did, and said, I'm committed to this team. Right. I think the bottom line is it's time for Stan Kroenke to break out the billfold and start peeling them off. Right, and start paying them like he's one of the top five. Exactly. 20 million a year. 15, 18. He's he's reached that. There's too many coaches in football that make more money than Sean McVay. I'm with you there. So hopefully that does happen. I got the sense... You know, being around Sean McVay with the work-life balance, I don't know. He kind of led me to believe last week that he had maybe finally found it this year. I really yeah, got the sense yeah, that he, he, was he wasn't a, losing sleep because his quarterback was Jared Goff. I'm telling you, I'm not even I'm, – I'm like, I, I want to laugh at that comment, but I really think there's some truth to that where it's – it made, like, football fun for him a little bit more this year. I think he a little bit found his energy back this year to be like – Wait, this team, we got something set up here still going on. Like, we're not going to just fall off a cliff here and not be non-existent. There's still a lot of good players here. Yeah, they don't have draft picks. They don't care. They got what they want already on this roster. And I don't think he's going to walk away yet. I'd hey, be shocked. Bottom line, $20 million a year is less than six months of maintenance on Stan Kroenke's super yacht. Oh, from what I hear of Stan's yacht, it's just it's like $20 million a year might be just one gas tank to fill yeah. the thing up. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see. He's in line for an extension. He got one the last time they went to the Super Bowl. The current deal goes for two more years. They got to take care of Sean McVay. No doubt. They got to do it. it and the sooner they do it, the better. That's right. Uh, especially because Blue there is an opening. There is an opening. Blue Gatorade. Blue Gatorade. Hit the number. Yeah. OBJ, very emotional. You know, it was heartbreaking for him to not be able to finish the game, but he gets his Super Bowl championship. Student of the game, historian of the game, a guy who, who loves it. Who has wanted this badly yeah. and finally is with a team that can achieve at a high level. I felt really bad for OBJ. You knew he was really hurt. Literally, as soon as his butt hit the ground, he was waving to the sideline to come over there. You know, one thing you can say, you don't have to like OBJ. I don't get I understand. I get it. I was, you know, I'm an OBJ supporter. I'm a friend of his. I've been able to spend some time with him. And I just know how much he loves the sport, to your point. He loves the sport. He loves working at it. He wants to be great. He wants to be an all-time great. You know, and he showed a good side of himself this whole year with the Rams. And I think he'll be back with the Rams, and he's carved out a niche for himself well, within this organization. He has, unfortunately, put himself in a tough position to hit the open market and get big money if yep. he's got something along the lines of. And we're not speculating, but when it's a knee injury, there aren't a lot of things it can be. And they can be serious. And when you have that non-contact moment, chances are it's something's going to keep you out for a while. It's something's going to keep you from passing a physical on March 16, the first day of free agency. So that plays to the Rams' benefit, and he's wanted to stay with the Rams. Yeah. And uh, he made his full $3 million in incentives. It was all team-based, and, you know, we banged this drum a few times this year, especially for receivers. Forget about the yeah, individual you're all, you were all over this. Forget about that. Yeah. Tie it to team achievement. Right. Then your guy buys, and he made a million bucks today. He would have gotten 500000 if they'd lost, got a million if they won, total of $3 million for the playoff run, and it had nothing to do with how many balls he caught. I know. You're right. He, he, I, I, hope, I hope the whole world showed or saw a different side of OBJ. You see again here, you know, again, I know it didn't work in Cleveland, but we don't really hear players from Cleveland saying anything bad about OBJ other than maybe the quarterback didn't like him. Same thing in the New York Giants. You, know, you don't hear players that dislike him. He's loved. 
Eli probably didn't like him at the end there. But again here, I, I think we both have heard the same sentiments. I felt like I did when I was visiting the Rams last week. that They, they want him here. They like him. He added energy to their football team. Matt Stafford's not a vocal rah-rah type quarterback. Odell, I think, brought energy to that side of the ball a little bit that they felt they needed and they liked it. It all flowed from, ultimately, a desire to win, not a desire to pad his stats. Right. Now, he believes that if you are throwing me the football, our chances of winning go up right. significantly. But he wasn't, I believe, whether it was with the Giants or the Browns, he wasn't clamoring for the ball because he wanted to have big numbers. He believed that was the path to victory. Agreed. And he just desperately wanted to win. He wanted to be part of a winning team, a winning culture. He wanted to play for the Patriots, wanted to play for Tom Brady. He said this week that he was close to signing with the Patriots, and presumably Brady not being there made a difference. But this guy just wants a win. He loves football and he wants a win. And, you know, the problem is we, we make assumptions about receivers that they're in it for themselves. He's in it to win, and he thinks that he can provide a service to the team that will aid that effort. That's right. He is. It's not about just, yeah, you're right, Mike. You said it exactly right. It's not about the stats. He wants to catch the ball because he thinks he's the man, and that'll help the team win. That injury was huge. The ripple effects of that were huge. He was on fire. It was two for 52. I mean, it was a phenomenal touchdown catch. He was at the point where we were getting to the point where it looked like the Bengals were going to go, we can't play man. We can't do it. They're, they're, just, they're just too much here between Cup and him. And then, hey, Van Jefferson's also a good three. It was just too much there. And I think that, you know, when he went out, that's when the Bengals were like, all right, screw this. We'll get in their face a little bit. All we got to worry about is number 10. If we can stop him, we feel good about everybody else. And it slowed down that Rams offense. It was a shame to see, hate to see that in the Super Bowl. The last time we saw Joe Burrow in a championship game, he won and he got some money, real or otherwise, from OBJ. Right. Tonight it didn't work out for Joe Burrow. Let's hear a little bit from him regarding the loss in his first career Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, it hurts. You know, we put a lot of work into going out there and executing and performing well, and it didn't turn out the way we wanted, so, you know, it's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, we're a young team, so, you know, you'd like to think that we're going to be back in this situation, you know, multiple times over the next course of the next few years, so, you know, we take this and you know let let it fuel you for the rest of our careers I mean, that's all you can do but you just don't know right when the planets are going to line up especially in the AFC with Josh Allen and the Bills with Mac Jones and the Patriots Zach Wilson and the Jets if they turn into something whatever Mike McDaniel is going to have going on with the Miami Dolphins now that he's there. Then you get to the AFC North. You got Baker Mayfield and the Browns or whatever they do at quarterback. Lamar Jackson still with the Ravens. What are the Steelers going to do? You've got – I haven't even gotten to the West. I know. With Patrick Herbert, Mahomes, Mahomes and Justin Herbert Moore. and, oh, Aaron Rodgers. And, oh, and Aaron Rodgers could be there in Denver. I know. My God. I know. And the Titans were the one seed. It, it's amazing. It really is. You look at the Bengals and you go, they're young. They'll be back. But I also Dan Marino was never back. I, I've caught myself on that thought three times tonight where I've literally gone, I bet you Marino, Duper, and Clayton were all saying the same thing too. We'll be back. We're this good. No Marino's doubt. admitted to that. I know. He, th- he thought well, he'd be back three or four times. It's fragile. It's fragile. I mean, I, I bet you Patrick Mahomes at, four years ago had been like, I'm going to have more than one Super Bowl by this time. Well, remember, you know? after they won their first one, you they, had some of those guys popping off about winning six, six or in seven. A row, Let's right. just focus on one at a time. Yeah. One thing we have learned in recent it years. It is hard. We got spoiled by the Patriots. That's right. 
Not it is real. so freaking hard yes. to get to a Super Bowl and win it. Yes. Which I think underscores how ridiculous the Patriots' accomplishments were. It's amazing. That they were able to win six. I know. It's a, it it's, is so freaking hard to do it. In the era where it's more equal than ever. I mean, it's more equal than ever. That's where Belichick, Brady, all of them, it's, it's phenomenal. It really is. Rams, it's impressive enough that they went to two of the last four Super Bowls. I'm like, oh, look at this team. They're a staple in the NFL, two all out right, of four. Let's, let's get ridiculous. Which of these two teams do you think has a better chance to be back next year? Mm, man. If you have to pick one or the other, I'd say neither. But if you have to pick one or the other. I'd probably still go with the Rams. I think I would. It's tough. What if Aaron Donald retires? I, that was, that's where I'm like, that's where it's iffy. But, but, look at what's going on in the NFC. A little points bet next year's odds right yeah, here. Yeah, already. Yeah. The Rams are plus 1,100 behind the Chiefs and the Bills. But the NFC is going to take a hit if Green Bay loses Aaron Rodgers. Yep. We don't know what's going to happen with Tom Brady. We haven't even talked about that. Holy crap, Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady's already worse than Brett Favre ever was. <laughs> Brett Favre at least let it marinate <laughs> for a, a couple bit, of months. Yeah. Holy crap, six days later. Ten days later. Holy right. crap. <laughs> and it's like no one can complain about it. He lit the fuse himself. He did. The he, ultimate firework instruction, light fuse and get away, and that's what he's done. So um, I, I, I think between the two, I do feel better about the Rams because I think the NFC is going to be an easier road than the AFC. The AFC is going to be a meat grinder for the foreseeable future. And yeah, it's great when right. the playoffs roll it's around. Great. But you're not gonna you're not gonna keep flipping that card in your favor for right. the Bengals. One of these games is all it takes is one to go against you and you ain't getting back to the Super Bowl. It, it, it was odd enough that the the Bengals were here already, really. I mean, you know, again it, they're they're amazing. I get it. Big play Bengals, Joe Burrow. But man, I mean I think if we counted the number of plays in the divisional game against the Titans, you go, the Titans won more plays. It's just they made huge mistakes. I mean, the Bengals just they were I don't want to say fortunate, but I feel like for a Super Bowl team, we're outplayed maybe more than you usually see in a divisional and conference championship round. And then here we were tonight. I was sitting here going, it's the same damn hey. thing. They were kind of outplayed. They hung around. And look at this. Their control. I was like, they're, they're gonna, are they going to win the Super Bowl this way? And, of course, that changed, and Matt Stafford went on that clutch drive. Should have lost to the Titans. Right. Down 21-3 to the Chiefs. 21 to 10 ball on the one yard line with two plays before the half like you're just going there's no way this game's over it's domination unbelievable that they got as far as they did it is it really is and i know that that's not going to make them feel any better and it shouldn't but it really is unbelievable that they had it in their hand which is going to torment them for the rest of their lives you you've told me before how you still think about the playoff game you guys lost in 2005 and it was the wild card round the wild card round we outplayed a team. We lost. It's the worst way. It's the worst way to lose. You know, you said it right. When you lose by 20, you can just swallow and go, man, they kicked our butt, period. But when you go on the field and go, man, we were winning or we're standing toe-to-toe or we had our chances to win it and messed it up or didn't take advantage of it, that's the worst. And that'll be a pit in their stomach, really, for the rest of their lives. This really. is going to be the real test of the Bengals because, yeah. look, right place, right time for Burrow. Yeah. Right place, right time for Chase. Right. What are you going to do now by way of changing the way you do business, yeah. spending money, right. making the same kind of push for offensive linemen that the Chiefs did yeah. last year? I hear you. Let's spend some money right. and let's beef this team up. That's their best chance. Because if they don't, it's going to be hard to get back. It, it is. And it's going to be hard to keep their quarterback in one piece. And I think your brain's in the right spot, too. Like It's, it's go time. It's go time. you got a special quarterback. Guys like, are going to want to play with them. That's right. They don't come around that often. you gotta, you got to be a little more than their normal bangles and, and push a few more chips in the middle of the table than you normally would like to. All right, let's take a break.
More to talk about regarding Super Bowl 56 when PFT Live from the Super Bowl continues right after this. It's a long time coming for a lot of guys. You know, this is Andrew Whitworth, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, so many great players, Robert Woods on our team, Cooper, so many guys that I could uh, that I could name that just that deserve this for the way they go to work every single day, the way they care about each other as, as teammates and people. Um, just so happy to get it done for those guys. Matthew Stafford and family. The girl on his left arm, she's a handful. She's you a can just one, tell right? she's a handful. They lipping things, saying things, <laughs> picking her nose. She was having a blast. <laughs> she didn't care. <laughs> uh, you know, Matthew Stafford has to be thrilled, and it's a great sentimental story. Just the fact that so many people from Detroit were supporting him, not, not you know, that you know, yeah, no how good. dare you no, leave they, us, you they, jerk. They, they're kind of like, you know, you yeah, really did deal it. with a lot of crap yeah, for 12 right, years. Right. You know. Go go find your fortune elsewhere. Yeah, uh, and it's amazing to think for two straight years, veteran quarterback leaving one team, going to another, and getting it done in his first year. It's crazy. You know, you know what? Plenty of time to talk about this, but it's not exactly going to discourage some of these other veteran quarterbacks from looking around. That's how, it's going to become a thing. It's going to become a thing from the teams. The teams are going to look at it and wait, wait, we we can get this guy. We could go to the Super Bowl, and you're right. The quarterbacks would be the same thought too, and go. If I could just get around those guys, I can go to a Super Bowl. Helps so, to have Cooper Cup special. Yeah, let's talk Cooper Cup. Helps to have I Cooper mean, Cup. He is the MVP. And look, hey, you can trade away all your first round picks if you're going to hit in round three yeah. on guys like Cooper Cup. That's the other side of this coin, and that's a point Peter King made on Friday, and yeah. it's an excellent point. Who cares about the first round? Or first round's a crapshoot, but when you master the later rounds, and you get a Cooper Cup in round three. I saw one of the folks that cover the Steelers point out we took Juju Smith-Schuster instead of Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup went seven spots after Juju. I mean, Cooper Cup has been phenomenal. Got an MVP vote, the first receiver to get an MVP vote since Randy Moss in 98. Wins the Super Bowl MVP and really was incredible all night long. Incredible. Incredible and, and really was at his best when things were at its worst. I mean, yeah. We got a third string tight end in. We got no OBJ. We've had no Woods. Uh, we can't run the ball. Everybody knows they're going to be looking at me to try to throw the football. And he just, and a crowd of people, always catches it. I mean, even the play they got called back that he caught the touchdown, he gets crushed in the head, just shakes it off, gets up. I mean, he's just, he's, he's a much more talented and gifted football player than people give him credit for. This is not just some smart nerd that just, like, understands defense. This is a real specimen, and uh, we got to see that tonight. And that was amazing on the last drive especially. And I know of one guy who is extremely happy about what he saw tonight because he's about to have Kevin O'Connell as his head coach in Minnesota, guy we interviewed uh, this all week. Back to Justin Jefferson. I'm just I'm taking <laughs> a quick detour. I'm just saying that, that – sorry, Kirk. That Justin Jefferson has got to be very happy because he's going to be the Cooper Cup in that offense yeah. when O'Connell goes to Minnesota. No doubt. How can he not be happy? Uh, that's the one thing we saw. Hey, the, the two coaches from tonight and this coaching tree – Shanahan, of course, who had McVay underneath them. LaFleur and Green Bay, all guys from the same tree. What do they all know how to do? They all know how to get their star of the ball. And, yes, I would think Kevin O'Connell 
you know, getting the, the head coaching job with the Vikings, you're going to get Jefferson a lot of balls. We've reached the end of the road. And, and, look, I apologize in advance for those of you who expect two hours right now. You're just going to have to watch one hour twice because we're done. We we're are getting done. out of here. We didn't even we ask are, for it. We have, he NBC hasn't been has home. told us we work so hard and we're so good. That I wanted to do three hour hours, frankly. He's been gone from home how long? 12 days? 12 days. I've been gone for eight days, the first time I've left my bunker in two years. Seriously. I am getting on the first thing smoking. Not you. Not me. Okay. The plane. <laughs> and I am, I'm getting home. You're getting home. Yeah. Tuesday morning, we will be live. We will be talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll be talking about all sorts of other stuff we didn't have time to talk about today. The NFL never stops, people. We love you. We appreciate you sticking with us all week long. Enjoyed it. Super Bowl 56. Super Bowl 56 signing off, bitches. See ya. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.